this podcast is for educational informational purposes only not intended to treat cure diagnose or prevent sicknesses illnesses or disease or mental health issues if you're making any lifestyle changes to your health and wellness routine for yourself or your family please consult your medical doctor first Good morning, good morning, and welcome to today's show. I'm your podcast host, Sharita Burry, Holistic Talk. Let's get this show started. On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the difference between conventional medicine and homeopathic medicine. Hey, what's up? What's up, everyone? So today we're going to talk about the difference between conventional and homeopathic medicine. So this is just part one. Yes, I'm so excited to talk about this topic because I'm in the midst of using homeopathic medicine right now. So remember, go back and listen to the disclaimer because I don't want nobody to come back and say, well, I heard somebody on this podcast, Holistic Talk with Sharita Bright, and she said, and she said, no, you did not hear me say anything because before anything this is talked about, I always give a disclaimer, and I use the term help aid in and help support. Okay, so what is conventional medicine? Why not conventional medicines? What is um, conventional treatment or conventional therapy is as a therapy that is widely used and accepted by most health professionals. It is different from alternative therapies, which are not as widely used. Examples of conventional treatment, some treatment for cancer, including surgery, chemotherapy, radiation treatment. What is uh, conventional medicines? A system in which medical doctors and other healthcare professionals, such as nurses, pharmacists, therapists, treat symptoms and diseases using drugs, radiation, or surgery. Also called mainstream medicine, Orthodox medicine, Western medicine, biomedicine, allopathic medicine. Okay, you get it? You get it? What is an example of conventional medicine? Uh, example could be a physical rehabilitation, psychotherapy um, with medications. So there you have it, conventional medicine. Okay, now we're going to go to a break. <laughs> we're going to go to a break and we we'll come back and tell you and explain to you more about conventional medicine and homeopathic. Today's show is sponsored and brought to you by Driven to Destiny Outreach Center, Incorporated. Hey, everybody. I'm the founder and owner and president of Driven to Destiny Outreach Center, 501c3 nonprofit organization right here in Virginia, and we also work in the state of North Carolina. This year, we're participating in the Angel Tree Prison Ministry Fellowship. That's right. It's very different from the Angel Tree from the Salvation Army. The difference is we work with those prisoners that have children during the holidays. 
And this holiday season, we're asking everyone that can make a donation to help us purchase a gift for our angels on our tree. To make a donation, you can log on to our website by going to www.pyzayellowdestinyintlmin.webs.com. Once again, it's www.p is in Paul, Y's in yellow, destiny, I-N-T-L-M-I-N dot webs, W-E-B as in boy, S dot com. And click on make a donation today. All donations are tax deductible. So we're back from our break. We're back from our ad. So we're talking about the difference between conventional medicine and homeopathic medicine, which is in the same genre of complementary alternative medicine or integrated health. So we talked about conventional medicine. How many types of conventional medicine, I mean, how many convention or types of conventional there is? Um... So there are different types of conventional medicines, uh, different um, methods, different um, avenues. Um, there's therapy, psychotherapy, um, medication management um, when it comes to conventional medicine. So we are, I already said the methods, the methods use um Usually used um, that has been in use for a long time. So when it comes to conventional medicine, these medications can go all the way back to like the 1800s. But take in mind that um, over the years, medication does go through different changes. Um, there are medications that go back to the review board um, that are reevaluated by the FDA um, that are looked at by doctors and other um, pharmaceutical professions. Um, just in case, and these things takes place, you know, whether or not the medication is having a, um, a adverse effect on a person. Um, like I said, medication does not heal anyone from sicknesses, illnesses, or disease, or mental health issue. It does not heal you from anything. It just suppresses and prolongs life. That's all. It treats um, the disease. It treats the sickness. It treats the ailment, and it suppresses it. Um, to help prolong your life, that's to keep you to help keep you alive and to keep you your body function. Um, with integrated medicine and holistic therapies, it deals with the whole man. That means it gets to the root cause of the issue. The root cause of the issue. So. When you're doing your research, I always give out a website that you want to use to go look up any medicine, um, any um, conventional methods, um, any particular thing when it talks about homeopathic medicine or therapies or other modalities. You can go to www.pubmed.gov. That's www.pubmed, P-U-B-M-E-D.G-O-V. And I'm going to put it in the description so that you all can look at it and then look, some, look up some things for yourself. 
that can help you in your um help you along your research. So we already talked about the dish the the is conventional and traditional medicine the same? When it comes to traditional medicine, it's often called allopathic traditional, conventional, mainstream, and Western medicine. So there's a lot of different things when it comes to that genre. You have Western medicine, you have uh, mainstream, you have conventional, you have traditional, and they all fall along a different genre. Um, some may do the same thing, but may some mean something different. It all depends on what you you know what your doctor says and what um your doctor wants you you know what treatment you have. That's why I say if before you try anything, I don't care what it is, a supplement, any type of pill, even when you buy stuff over the counter. You still have to talk to your medical doctor because they can advise you on a best approach when it comes to your health and wellness. What is allopathic medicine? We're going to get back to homeopathic. Allopathic medicine is a system which medical doctors and other healthcare professionals, such as nurses, um, therapists, um, pharmacists, treat symptoms and diseases using drugs and radiation surgery. Same thing, same thing. Um, we talked about mainstream medicine, orthodox, western. It's the same thing. Just it, you know, conventional, allopathic, same thing. Do the same thing. It treats. Um, what are some examples um, of of allopathic medicine? What are some of the examples? What is allopathic medicine treatments? Um, antibiotics, penicillin, amoxicillin. Um, blood pressure medications, diuretics, beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, ACA inhibitors, um, diabetes drugs, um, DDP um, four inhibitors. So there, that's when you want to know what are some examples of allopathic medicine. There you have it, allopathic medicine treatments. So. Just in case somebody wants to know. So is there a difference between allopathic and homeopathic? Yes, it is. Allopathic, um, allopathy targets a specific organ or part that is affected in the body. Um, and homeopathy is usually risk-free and it has no effects on other body parts and aims to cure the whole body and not just the affected part. So when it comes to integrated medicine, holistic therapies, the naturopathic, naturopathic doctor or your holistic practitioner, herbalist, aromatherapist, they aim to what? To cure. Let me say, let's, let's scratch that word out. They aim to help and assist and help aid in the whole body, not just the affected part. So when it comes to your heart, they want to um, help and aid in the whole body. That means the heart, everything, lungs, organs, the whole body versus allopathy targets a specific organ. So if you have um, something going on with your, let's say um, you have blood pressure, 
take blood pressure medicines. Um, you have diuretics, beta blockers, um, calcium channel blockers, um, diabetes drugs, you know, things like that to help you. And that is allopathic um, medicines. So we move on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. They're moving on. Come on, y'all. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Like they said, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. So what is homopathy? It is used to treat a wide range of conditions, including physical conditions, asthma, psychological conditions such as depression. Um, so it is an alternative approach to uh, help medicine based on the belief that natural substance prepared in a special way and used most often in very small amounts restores health. So you might be saying natural substance. What is the natural substance? It's talking about different herbs, different plants, trees. Um, if I could name some herbs for you. I'm sorry, y'all. If I can name some herbs from you, like um, licorice root, dandelion leaf, dandelion fire flower, funnel seeds, fenugreek seeds, marshmallow, yara, nettle leaf, motherwort, hawthorn berries, lick. I uh, did say licorice root, did I? Um, Brodock root, just to name a few. Um, sage, um, sunflowers, sunflower seeds. Yes, yeah, sunflower seeds. Um, cinnamon. Uh, let's see what else. Bay leaf. Thyme. Those are some herbs to name a few, and some herbs you can find right in your own kitchen cabinet, such as bay leaf, sage, cinnamon, right in your own cabinet. And you'd be surprised of the um, therapeutic uses that are in those type of herbs. Like I said, they help aid and assist in. So they're prepared in a different way. Um, homopathic pills are made from a insert substance, often sugar, typically lactose, upon which a drop of liquid homopathic preparation is placed and allowed to evaporate. Uh, for example, I'm doing homopathic uh, medicine right now. I have elderberry, black dark elderberry. And it's a tablet form. And you just it, it dissolves in your mouth. You don't chew it up. You don't swallow it. You just put it in your mouth and let it dissolve. So it helps aid in and support common cold and flu. Um, examples of homeopathic remedy, um, like I said, the dark elderberry that I'm doing, lemon, I mean, onions. Uh, so some people use onions. Um, home uh, old remedy passed down through the years. Your grandmother, great grandmother, probably did this. 
chopped up onions, put it in a red, put it in a scarf, or put it in a towel if you was congested, or you um had mucus in your chest, or had um congested in your nose, and it would tie the onions around your neck, and maybe like two or three days later, all that congested, all that phlegm, all that mucus was gone because that onions broke it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It's crazy, y'all. Crazy. So some people might say, how do or how long does homopathy work? How long does it take to, to work? So, like I said, two to three days. Um, some people do make their own home homopathy medicine using herbs and flowers. Um Homopaths often recommend that taking remedies for no more than two to three days. Although some people may need only one to two doses before they start feeling better. Um, like I said, homopathy um, medicine or therapies are a combined combination of different things. So they some a homopathic uh, practitioner. Or a naturopathic doctor may take this herb and that essential combine it together with that to make, let's say, a solvent. You had a rash. Uh, I can recall when I was in school, we had to make a combination for something for eczema. And we had to take certain herbs and put it together to make uh, something for um, eczema um, that can help aid in and support someone that has eczema. And that's when we took some several herbs, and I'll share that in another um, podcast um, dealing with recipes and different things like that. And also, if you um, are able to, you can go purchase my book. It's a, my first book that I wrote. It's like a little reference for beginners. Um, it has ten her uh, ten herbs. I think ten herbs, fourteen. Uh, essential oils in it. I'm just thinking from the top of my head. Don't quote me now. And I give just a breakdown overview of different herbs and essential oils. I talk about the characteristics, the aroma, um, that smells, what type of tree, um, the area where it comes from. I break it down to the constituents that are in that makes up the herb or the essential oil. Um, we all know essential oils are essence of a flower. Um, and you have to dilute the essential oil with a curry oil before you use it. Some essential oils, you can just use it, such as like peppermint oil. Um, I could say peppermint oil and eucalyptus oil. I do know those two off the back that you can apply it to your skin and use it topically. Not, um, it's not oily, but topically. Um, I can say clove bud is a great one too. Um, if you ever have a toothache, um, clove bud is a good one to use for a toothache. Um, it helps aid and support in a toothache. Um, it works just like freaking, um, <laughs> oh my God, it works just like a, um, tooth medicine, numbing medicine or gel. Thank you. Thank God. Or gel do the same thing. Um, so those are some of the things. Um, we're going to come back right after this ad break.
tell November the 8th is coming up. I want to encourage everyone out there that's 18 years and over, don't forget to vote. So when it comes to conventional medicine and alternative medicine, going back to the holistic medicine, I'm going to say holistic, you know, they use seeds, plants, flowers, barks of the tree, um, so certain berries off of certain trees, um, when it comes to those that know um, their particular herbs. So that's what a lot of the medicine is made up of um a lot of things like certain teas you see herbal teas herbal teas is nothing more than flowers plants um certain seeds that are made up into a tea for a particular reason so that's what you know when we look at holistic medicine or herbal medicine or alternative medicine but at the same time holistic medicine it deals with the whole man the whole body versus conventional medicine it's geared towards a particular um maybe somebody has a cold or i'm um, going through a certain illness but holistic medicine um or holistic medicine deals with the mind body and spirit to improve the health and wellness of that particular person so is it real yes it's real um do a lot of people turn to it yes a lot of people turn to that versus conventional medicine um this is how come now the uh fda wants to regulate supplements um you can go back and listen to my podcast where i did on a new bill that's out and i'm going to do another one that's going to be out too um dealing with particular bills pertaining to people that work in the industry um making herbal remedies and tinctures and a lot of things like that so be on the lookout for that next podcast as well so we're talking about conventional medicine and holistic medicine on today so we're gonna come back after this ad Hey guys, the holidays are coming up and I want to challenge everyone out there to pay it forward. Fix the extra plate or extra plates and pass them out to those that are less fortunate than yourself. So don't forget about the challenge guys. So what are some of the disadvantage of um, holistic medicine or alternative medicine integrated health um, so longer t- long longer term treatment traditional medical procedure can be quick and easy but hmm, let's see this it could be a long-term treatment but can you look at the versus conventional medicine it's also long-term treatment as well because conventional medicine it doesn't people think that it cures the disease or the sickness of the illness and all it does is pro um it just suppresses the illness to prolong your life that's about it it suppresses the illness to prolong your life any medication you take whether it's for diabetes 
um, anything. It, it's a you know people that take uh, medicine for cancer or different things like that. It suppresses the illness, suppresses the disease, and to prolong your life. And also at the same time, it can reverse. You know, people that have cancer, you know, when they go through chemotherapy, take their medication, it goes into remission. So it suppresses it. It stops it. That means it stops this cancer from spreading and it suppresses it to prolong their life. People that have diabetes type 2, there have been cases known, um, don't quote me on it though, where people with diabetes turned around and reversed itself and they no longer have diabetes type 2. Not, I'm not sure if they still have it or not. Don't quote me on it because I'm not a doctor. I'm just taking, this is just an educational guess that I'm putting out there. This is an educational informational session. So to learn more, you would have to ask your medical doctor, hey, you know, is, you know, by me taking this medicine, is it suppressing it, suppressing it to prolong my life? You know, those are questions that you have to ask your doctor. Every time you go to the doctor, you should have a list of questions to ask them. So not, number again, no regulation. That means the FDA, the CDC does not have, pharmaceutical companies does not have no regulation over holistic and alternative medicine they don't but now they're trying to take regulation over it not useful in emergency cases that's correct when you turn to holistic medicines and modalities and different things like that it is not useful in emergency cases um can we say it is um to a certain extent i'm not going to say it's not i'm not going to say it is but just in case you out there in a while and you get a spring leg, just in case. I'm not saying good, you could or would. I'm just putting a scenario out there. You know, certain things are not useful. You know, you out there in a while. So some people say, well, I need to make a splint. You know, you take two sticks and make a splint until you get to civilization to get to emergency room. Now, there are certain herbs that you can use to make a certain paste to put on um, your leg or whatever to to take the ease, the swelling and the soreness until you get to, you know, civilization to get to the emergency help. But in most cases, it's not useful for emergency cases only. If you bleed out, uh, no medicine, no herbs, no flour, no um, fruits, nuts, and berries is not going to stop that. I'm just saying realistic, real talk. Um, you got a broken arm, nothing. No, you can't take a flower and rub it on your arm and broken arm won't be fixed, magically fixed. It doesn't work like that. Um, real talk. So the next thing, minimal scientific research when it comes to scientific proof evidence is still limited. So a lot of herbs, a lot of essential oils, a lot, of, a lot of flower essence, and even certain things when it comes to yoga. Chiropractor. Did you know that chiropractor falls under the genre of alternative medicine? Yes, because it's a modality. So a lot of those things are still being researched. Now, a lot of herbs that we use, a lot of herbs that are out there today we can see them being used today because there is scientific evidence to back its claim that yes, this does work. Like eucalyptus flower or eucalyptus plant. Yeah. 
eupalyptus is eupalyptus plants and flowers are used in a number of medicines and such as toothpaste. I can name some off the top of my head. Toothpaste and Vicks. I can name those two. So a lot of times people will get a eupalyptus plant and hang it in that shower because it helps um, open. It helps and aid in you know congestion is. So a lot of herbs we we see every day. A lot of herbs that we use every day. We cook with herbs such as sage, such as bay leaf, such as parsley, such as coriander, such as curry, such as turmeric. Those are herbs and we use them in our food so they're herbs that are good for cooking and good for the mind, body, soul and spirit as well. So we're going to end it right now. We're going to come back with part 2 and next month um, December the um, 4th, we come back with part two and we're going to pick up where we left off at because we want to make sure we get all this out there to help educate, especially the um, brown people. I hate to say African-American. I hate to say black African-Americans. I'm not black. I'm just saying, um, you know, you look at the crayon, the color of the crayon and crayon box. That's black. I'm brown. I call us brown people, us brown people, especially educate us brown people and everybody. I'm not prejudiced, but we need to educate our, us brown people. We need to be educated on different things and not just us. Everybody in the whole world needs to be educated on, you know, alternative means. Now, doctors are nowadays are going back to school and getting their education or getting some form of knowledge or understanding on alternative medicine, alternative modalities because they're curious. They want to know. Don't quote me on it now. I'm just saying it is what it is. Real talk, real life. So this concludes our podcast on today. Don't forget to stay tuned for part two coming December the 4th as we dig more and more and more deeper into conventional medicine versus holistic medicine. I'm your podcast host, Sharita Berry. Thank you for tuning in to Holistic Talk with Sharita Berry. Peace, deuces, and namaste.